superpower that is sleep. So I'd love to spend some time on this episode taking you through my rituals for deep soulful sleep and I suppose a little bit of background of why sleep has been such a struggle for me in my life and how I've really had to refine the things that work for me. So I'm going to share what those things are, those steps and rituals I take each day, not just evening, each day to help me have a great night's sleep. And I'd love for you to let me know what you think, because I'm sure you have some rituals too. I will follow this episode with a sleep meditation for you all also. So sit back and relax or you may even enjoy this one out walking. Thank you. So always starting with the why, um, my sleep journey in life has been quite up and down. I remember as a child, if I start at the childhood, often around from the ages of around three to seven I suffered a lot from tonsillitis and I always remember the nights being the hardest so if I was unwell waking my poor unfortunate mother in the middle of the night and with pain or discomfort and often remember having pulling an all-nighter with my mother um, and yeah even then sleep was such a struggle. I think as the time went on then I had a pretty normal pattern of sleep again until my teens um, which within my teens I had my first kind of signs um, that something wasn't right with my health also in my teens and um, I didn't know it then but subsequently in my uh, late 20s I was diagnosed with endometriosis which is a hormonal imbalance and can be uh, quite a, a hard and kind of painful condition that so many in fact one in four women suffer from um, but my teenage years and those early years where I got my period I struggled a lot with pain so again once a month pain would have woken me um, and that was kind of from the ages of 11 till around 14 I really really struggled at least once a month um, but once I started sport and actually exercise um, was the big game changer for me I played um, competitive field, not competitive, but school field hockey and club hockey for nearly seven days a week from the ages of 13 right through to 18. And that really helped to regulate even my hormonal system, my immune system. Um, so physical movement always really helped my sleep. So I don't remember struggling with sleep after that until alcohol was introduced, of course, and um, late nights and irregular sleeping patterns kind of entered my life again late teens early 20s college years and also um i lived in paris right after college and uh, anyone uh, that part of my still very much great friends would tell you that uh, our nights only really got up going at midnight but how one night sleep you know on a saturday or sunday night how that would disturb my sleep for the rest of the week so that was really uh, another part of my sleep journey as such but where I think it really, really became apparent that sleep was going to need to be my friend and not my enemy um, was the years I did get quite ill from endometriosis in my late 20s. 
and again pain a lot of pain in those years um which culminated to a pretty big surgery which i will talk about um i do intend to share a kind of a my own soul journey podcast uh, at later stage but that was the start of the, the kind of sleep struggles um because after a pretty big operation i was on a lot of drugs as such which were stimulating my system to keep me well but also really 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 messed with my sleeping patterns and that was from the ages of around 28 to at least i'd say 32 33 um where again pain was a big feature of my life which really disturbed my sleep but also when i did kind of master sleep and i started a lot of acupuncture and again running again exercise ended up being kind of what regulated my system um i started sleeping again um which led to a lot of healing um and really really helped me recover in those years so i think the next kind of challenge for me then was was when it came to stress of a new job and the last few years i've had a pretty hectic career and i remember seeing a nutritionist um, to help me again kind of regulate my system and she did a cortisol test so rising cortisol um, is an indicator of stress and it really features if you're somebody who wakes between kind of 3 a.m and around 5 a.m there's a good chance that you have really really high rising cortisol and at that stage um probably around six years ago now um i was told that clinically she had never ever seen somebody with so much rising cortisol in their in their system so i was really like there is stress and then there's an extra level of stress my body in general has is pretty sensitive so i had to do something they were the years that i really 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 had to tackle my stress um so yoga again movement yoga um and introduction of of um supplements like magnesium which i'm going to tell you a little bit about really was the kind of start of the change and i was just mastering all of that when um unfortunately my mother got very very ill and um i became her one of her carers and in her last kind of three or four months of her life i really didn't sleep even when she was sleeping there was nights there where she would sleep all night i just was always on edge i always felt i was going to be the one that would find her in the morning dead or something would happen and we had many instances where there was ambulances or medical people called in the middle of the night so i really didn't sleep for months and even the months after she died um i struggled and again grief is a very complex thing with nightmares um i've i still suffer from some nightmares and things so it really is i suppose in summary sleep has been my savior but also um my enemy and i love my bed but it's not always it's not always a place of refuge so i really really have had to refine what my rituals are to help me have the best possible night's sleep and it's only now i would say in the last 12 to 18 months that i've really kind of nailed what those are so i was really keen to share with you what those rituals are and maybe that will help somebody else because i know obviously with covid um it's been sleep has been one of those things that you know statistically we're seeing um is impacting people's lives people aren't sleeping good quality sleep they've lots of time to sleep but it's not they're not getting restful sleep 
So firstly, it is my first ritual is waking up well. So even we have this idea, I think, in our heads that if we don't sleep well during the week, that we can sleep bank at weekends. And there's been some statistics around that, that no matter how much you sleep bank, if you're not getting consistent same hours of sleep every night, um, that it doesn't it doesn't allow you to recoup necessarily. It's not bad for you, but in an ideal world, if you can wake up at the same time every morning. Now, I will put a massive caveat on this. I'm not a parent. I don't have small children. I don't have disturbances as such during the night, but I did do when I was a carer. So I do understand um, sleep, sleep being disturbed. But I'm giving the caveat that now I'm not a parent. I'm not caring for somebody in the middle of the night. Um, so um, saying that you wake up at the same time each day may not be possible for you. But again, this is for you. This is a shopping list of my rituals. They may not be the ones that work for you. Um, so I will give that caveat. So waking up well, same time every day, light. The first thing you do when you wake up is make sure you get lots of light into your body. So again, that can be quite hard during the winter, but it is about turning on all your lights during the summer, making sure if you black out blinds that they are opened up, your curtains are opened, that your body feels light very, very quickly from the moment you're waking up. If you can, um, movement in the morning <clears throat> is a great time to actually move. So if you are building an exercise into your day, having that space and time to move in the morning would be really, really critical. Um, it could be as gentle as a few yoga stretches. Um, it could even be some dancing, which I love to do in the morning, turning on your favorite tunes, just moving that body. So within the morning time, I'm sure many of you have caffeine, um, but it is about limiting the amount of caffeine I stop I actually only drink I don't drink coffee again another caveat um so my last caffeine is often before 12 noon so my last cup of tea tea as I call it um real tea is before 12 noon if you can I would suggest at least a minimum of 30 minutes aerobic exercise every day and ideally in daylight again this is much harder during the winter months where we have a lot less light. But now that we're coming into spring and obviously I'm publishing this podcast in springtime, if you can get in your exercise during the day in daylight, that would be really, really, really key. And then moving into the nighttime. So if you can pause your eating or your substantial eating um, anytime between 8 and 9 p.m. that you don't eat after that, that will also help your system start that kind of rest and digest process so that what works for me if I eat any later um, it really 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 can impact my quality of sleep and again another one for me is not exercising very late in the night now during the summer that's not always possible because I tend to maybe swim later have a walk a bit later but again this time of year if you can most of your really really aerobic exercise is kind of done by 8 p.m Again, if this if you're somebody who sleeps after a run at 11 p.m., you are the really lucky person. But if you're somebody who really struggles with their sleep, look at when you're exercising. Are you rising your adrenals and your cortisol later in the evening? Because often case you're going to bed still pretty wound up. 
after that exercise. So again, if you're really sensitive to sleep, maybe look at that. That'd be important. I would start, I would say, dimming my lights um, from the moment of dusk. So I would turn off my main lights if they had been on during the day and move to lamps or like salt lamps. Um, I would be very light sensitive. So again, I really need to make sure all my lights are dimming at this time. Um, I also wear blue, have a blue filter on my glasses for TE, for mobile. Um, that's particularly important in the evening. So when we're moving into that space again, where everything is calming, so you're looking at like what you're consuming on TV. Um, is it relaxing or is it adrenaline pumping? You know, what what's kind of what are you? Are you is it a comedy? Is it more serious drama? Again, looking at what you're watching on TV in those final hours before you go to bed. Um, something that I take again, it can be taken during the daytime in the morning or some people like to take it in the evening and that's taking a magnesium supplement. Um, again, there's different quality magnesium supplements on the market. So ask your local health food shop um, what is the one that will work for you. Um, it's not always down to cost, um, but often case the more expensive, the better quality the magnesium is. Um, some people take a probiotic as well before they go to bed. I know I do. And again, again, that really helps the rest and digest um, and really helps your gut health flora which is a huge part of sleep as well. Um, so again, looking at probiotics, um, Udo's Choice, Super 8s is one of the ones that I um, take, or the NHP range, um, which Marlon Glenville, um, who's a nutritionist, also recognises as a really great probiotic. So as we're winding down and you're getting closer to your bed, but you're not quite in bed yet, what um, are you doing? And for me, it's I would normally start journaling. So um, I'm really fortunate that I got gifted the amazing navigation um, compass journal. Um, my life compass, actually, as I checked, double check the name of it here by the amazing Tara Rafter, the navigation coach. So I'd fill out my journal and it features gratitude, kind of what you're doing, your focus areas. It also looks at like your what time you, you've gone to bed the day before, what time did you get up um, and any of the other goals that you're working on, whether it's, you know, having limiting time in your mobile, drinking enough water, getting exercise. It's, it, it does a kind of review of your day. So I do that every evening just before I lay down. I also then would take a book. Um, COVID has been really, really promising for me because I've had an opportunity to really get back into reading again. So I spend some time reading the most like four or five pages, depending on the book. And then and just then is that real kind of starting to calm. At this point as well, make sure that your room is cooler than the rest of your house or home. Having a cool room is really important. If your room is too hot, um, you would struggle um, to get regulate your body temperature, which again is a really important factor for sleep. So not every night, um, but before I get to my room, um, at least two or three times a week, I take a really, really hot shower before I go to bed. 
So although I love my Wim Hof and I love my cold at night time, I don't do the cold. Um, it is much more advisable to do really, really warm. So the warmer the shower, the, the greater the chance the body's temperature will drop, which really, really promotes a healthy good night's sleep. I find that really useful if I'd had a night or two where I didn't sleep and I really needed a trick to kind of get me off to a great sleep. I would have that hot shower really helps me relax again. That would be just before I journal, before I read. So maybe that's something you could have a think about if that would work for you. My room is very much a darkened, cool room. I don't have heat on in my room. Um, I do have blackout blinds. Um, again, another great tip is to make sure your mobile leaves the room, the bedroom. Again, I am not somebody who does that. Um, my mobile phone is my alarm um, and it is also I listen to a meditation. So just before I turn off the light, I press on my meditation and I use an app called Insight Timer for free meditations. And they have a whole plethora of amazing sleep meditations. I have two or three of my favorites that I would play at least six nights a week. Maybe one night I might forget or just leave it. Um, but again, this really, really helps me um, just focus um, on closing the eyes, regulating the breathing and just really, really focus. Again, I will give the caveat as I smile that I live alone. I am not sharing a bed with anyone. Um, it's easier for me to take on these rituals, which I know if you're sharing a bed with somebody else, um, it isn't always also always ideal. But I will say those that I know would have headphones that they have near their bed to play their meditations in the evening. Or um, if you're some of my good friends, expose their husbands to my voice and <laughs> some of my meditations that I've done. Um, where my favourite texts are, thank you for being in our marital bed, Norma, um, which I absolutely find hilarious. But all jokes aside, find again what works for you. I have a soundproof window as well. I live on probably one of the busiest roads in Dublin. So I when I moved here, I, again, noise is I'm really sensitive to sound, light, everything, you name it, I'm sensitive. Um, so I got soundproof windows for my bedroom and it really, really, really has helped me. Another thing I do that I didn't mention is a pillow spray. Um, so there's many on the market um, and I've probably tried them all. So the one I use at the moment is Mindful Beauty. It's an Irish product and um, lavender pillow aromatherapy mist. And it is so beautiful. And I really notice it again the nights that I sprayed on the pillow versus the nights I don't. Again, these are all habits, right? My brain is like, if she sprays the mist on the pillow, I will sleep. So again, these are like you're attaching kind of habits to your night's sleep. That's really important. So yeah, all in, it really is about how you wake up in the morning and then how throughout the day, whether it's caffeine or exposing yourself to light and getting your body moving, not eating too late, not exercising too late. Um, that's really the foundation blocks for that good night's sleep. That's so important. And then as the night goes on, starting to dimming the lights, relaxing TV, 
um, setting the same bedtime, you know, ideally before 11.30. Every hour you get before 12 p.m. is much more beneficial than the hours that come after 12 o'clock midnight. Looking at taking magnesium, again, journaling, um, in particular, focusing on your gratitude for your day, a cool room and darkened room, no blue lights, soundproofing and your pillow spray. So they were just a whistle stop tour of some of my rituals. I really hope there was some nuggets in there to help you. Um, this is my third episode and I'm really, really grateful um, for all those have listened in so far. Thank you for tuning in. Give me a follow on Normo Kelly on Instagram or Normo Kelly on LinkedIn. Drop me a note, let me know what you think. I'd love to hear your rituals um, and what works for you um, when it comes to sleep. And yeah, stay tuned. The next episode is going to be a sleep meditation. So I really hope that um, for those that enjoy my meditations will be able to support themselves um, by taking that time just to go to bed a little bit earlier and enjoy the meditation so yes um, enjoy that one and again thanks for all your support it means so much to me and have